everyone, and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human. Today, we're going to start out our show with a little bit of a shout-out, because I didn't really feel like this was uh, like a full-on news story. I really just wanted to talk about it because it made me think about uh, a certain news story we've been covering lately a little differently. I've been seeing it in a different light, but uh, in an interview with comicbook.com, when asked if he'd be popping up in Avengers Endgame, Mike Coulter said, quote, well, you know what? Based off of what happened, I'm already dead. Uh, The snap has already happened with Luke Cage. We're dead. We're already gone. I hate to break it down, break people's heart, but no, no, we're not, end quote. And so... The reason I wanted to talk about this is because you know what? Like I've I've been pretty bummed about the these cancellations. Uh Iron Fist seemed like it was ramping up to something really good. Season 2 was far better than the first season, but not without its problems. Luke Cage, man, I really wanted to see where that third season was going to go, whatever they're going to do with that. I love this Punisher. I loved Daredevil season 3. Holy shit, that was awesome. And, you know, uh, Jessica Jones has been great. The first season I loved, uh, second season was a little flat for me, but still I enjoy these characters enough to go like, holy shit, they're all going away, that really sucks. But just as soon as their seasons are coming out, they're kind of fading away, sort of like some other heroes we saw in a very particular MCU movie. And since this is tied in... Uh, it makes me wonder, you know, hey, yeah, like, that's probably what happened. They're, they're gone, and, uh, maybe they don't come back. Maybe not everyone comes back from the snap, who knows? But, uh, we'll see. We'll see how everything plays out, but, uh, yeah, I think people need to just stop asking the question. Like, it it was kind of obvious from the get-go. I mean, Disney themselves said these characters, these iterations of the characters would not be coming over to Disney+. Plus. So, man, we all just gotta let it go. We just gotta let it be what it is and uh, accept the fact that these, uh, this pocket of the MCU is all but over and uh, we only have two more seasons coming. We got season two of The Punisher coming up. We got uh, season three of Jessica Jones and then that's it. But they're done. That's unfortunate. But uh, what's not unfortunate is this first trailer we're going to talk about today. Carmen Sandiego, uh, the new Netflix version, uh, just had a trailer come out. And it looks like we're going to learn the origins of Carmen here. Uh, That being that in the trailer we see that she was trained by an organization called Vile to be a master thief. uh, But her moral compass ends up taking her down a path that's kind of reminiscent of Robin Hood in the way that she she's a thief who steals from other thieves. Uh, I think this is really interesting. I think adding story and personality to the character is the right way to go here. Uh, and I even forgot Finn Wolfhard was in this, and fuck, that kid's on fire. I love him. Uh, but this is a very different show from the one I remember and the one I grew up with. I have a little bit of a clip here that I'm going to go ahead and play uh, so that you guys can get a little bit of a taste of what I'm talking about. Today's episode, Bad Day on Broadway. (laughs) Gumshoes. Carmen Sandiego's pack of pestiferous pickaroons has struck again. They burgled beneath the bright lights of Broadway in New York City. 
The ultimate prize in movies is the Oscar. For television, it's the Emmy. But for Broadway theater, the Tony Award reigns supreme. The awards were established in 1947 by the American Theater Wing, a nonprofit organization that promotes theater in America. They were named Tony in honor of Antoinette Perry, an actress, director, and producer. Each spring, the Tonys are presented live on Broadway before a television audience of millions of viewers worldwide. But now, the bright lights of Broadway have dimmed in despair because the Tonys are gone. That dastardly duo known as Double Trouble crashed the ceremony and made off with a mounted medallions. Come shoes, you've got to derail Double Trouble. Return the Tonys to Broadway and then capture Carmen San Diego. The loot is gone and the chase is on. Carmen San Diego. Okay, so uh, every episode of Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego would start out like that, and then it would kind of go into a bit of a, a trivia game show where contestants would uh, try and figure out how Carmen Sandiego got away with the thing, where is she, blah, 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 the whole thing. Anyways, very different, uh, and just listening to that alone it was very educational because i like up until this point i didn't know all that so that was nice to hear but you you can see what i'm talking about here and if you've seen this trailer then you know that this is not that show it may have an educational element to it and from what i hear it's supposed to but it's not gonna be so spot on as like here's an intro with a bunch of trivia now here's a bunch of trivia so you can figure out what common san diego is gumshoes uh but I really hope they, they have some sort of narrator or something <laughs> to that effect. Because, man, I, I missed that. I forgot how much I missed that. This show uh, debuts on Netflix in January, this month, on the 18th. And you can bet I'm going to be in line for it. It looks really fun. Uh, I'm, I'm not wild about the animation, but it's not, like, terrible either. So... This It just all around looks like something I could get into. I really hope my kid gets into it. But uh, something I wasn't too into that I, I'm really bummed that I wasn't, I thought I might be, uh, was the Hellboy trailer that came out. Um, I was very confused because I was sure this was supposed to be a show. Wasn't it supposed to be a show at one point? I really should have looked into that before this episode maybe made a note of it. But I'm I'm so sure so many times on the podcast we talked about this being a show. And I read about it being a show and stuff. So, it's not. It's a movie. Uh, but that's not, that's not the reason I was put off by this. I watched this trailer three times while writing this episode. And I was bored three times. Uh, I'm just not vibing with the dialogue, especially the jokes. Holy shit, they fall flat. Just because you're PG-13 doesn't mean you can't be clever. I don't know if it is PG-13. I think it actually is R, which makes the jokes even worse. But I'm also worried about the pacing. There is a lot that happens in this trailer. There are a lot of action set pieces that you see in this trailer alone. And that makes me feel like they're just going to burn through shit. Like, here's some giants. We're done with that. Here's an even bigger giant monster creature. Oh, that's cutting people in half. Okay, we're done with that. Now, here's all these demons from hell. Okay, cool, we did that. Okay, now Hellboy's gone into his, like, crazy 
crowned, horned fucking form. I don't know what it's called. Uh, okay, now we're done with that. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I it gives me a bad feeling for the pacing. Uh, I like David Harborough fine. I like his voice. Uh, I even like his delivery enough. But the makeup looks like they went too far. It is expressionless so many times. And the only times it really is giving you some sort of idea of his aggression, I guess, I feel like that may be CG. I don't think they went 100% uh, practical with this, at least for the action pieces. But if they had dialed it back, I don't think I would have mind losing Ron Perlman as much. But then again, Ron Perlman had this, like, perfect head figure shape for Hellboy that they could dial back the makeup enough and make it believable and and still get to see a range of emotions from him. This just, it's, it's a lot of mask on this guy, and uh, I feel like that hinders him. I was never truly into the Hellboy comics. I feel like the attitudes of the characters and the writing style just didn't mesh well with the art, and that always put me off. So I'm not, like, the number one target for this movie. That being said, though, I really enjoyed the original Hellboy films. Uh, maybe the first one more than the second, but I, I loved those. And I was really excited for whatever this was going to be, show or movie, whatever. I was like, okay, this is going to be cool. We've got this. But it leaves the same impression as like every early 2000s supernatural action flick did. And uh, my prediction is that aside from hardcore fans, like the ones that gave Venom uh, its fucking notoriety, uh, this is going to be a really forgettable film. I know it's it's just a trailer. It's the first trailer. And I may be being too hard here, but, man, I had these same fears about Venom. And, God, that was... Ugh. But, uh, guys, if you want to check it out for yourselves, uh, this thing is hitting theaters in a few months, April 12th. Uh, I'm going to try and go see it, but I'm not going to put it ahead of anything else. If there's better shit to see, I'm probably going to miss this one. But I I'm going to make a real effort to check it out. Uh, one thing I will definitely be making my way to the theater for, though, is Men in Black International. We got a trailer for that, too. And on the whole, this feels like a Men in Black film. Tessa Thompson's backstory is intriguing. Uh, I guess she's been searching for the MIB for like 20 years or something. She finally finds them. And uh, that cunning and ingenuity... I suppose, gets her in the door, and they, they make her agent. Uh, I'm excited to see what a London chapter of Men in Black is like. It also means that it's not strictly a U.S. government agency, which makes sense. I'm not sure if they address this in any of the other films. Uh, if they did, I'm sorry. It's been a minute since I've seen them. Uh, but I remember them all fondly enough. The gadgets, the weapons, the locations, the vehicles, it's all just so cool. It looks like a lot of fun. I, I'm really excited for this. I didn't, didn't think I would be. All the news that I heard coming out piece by piece, 
uh, I was like, oh, okay, you know, Men in Black film three was okay. All right, let's, you know, okay, let's do this. Uh, then you hear like Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones won't be a part of it. And while intriguing, that was still like, well, all right. Okay. What is this a reboot or something? No, it's a legitimate sequel, uh, starring Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. And it's got Liam Neeson in there, which again, I fucking forgot he was in this movie. So that's really cool. Uh, the only thing that it's lacking, this trailer at least, is, uh, an alien component. There wasn't anything too interesting there, so I hope they amped that up. Uh, but it, it was a really good trailer. I'm, it's got me properly excited, and, uh, did anyone else catch that Thor joke? Uh, if you didn't, I'm not gonna spoil it here. I'll let you find it for yourself. Go check out the trailer. This thing is coming out this summer. No... A pinned down release date yet that I know of uh, so look out for that but that is going to lead us into the news and uh, the first thing we're going to talk about today is something that happened in an episode of DC Daily uh, which you may be familiar with from DC's YouTube channel and more in-depthly from the DC Universe streaming service uh, but host Tiffany Smith announced that every direct-to-video film released by Warner Brothers Animation, for DC obviously, will be available to watch on the streaming service on the day of their release, starting with Reign of the Superman on January 13th. I think this is a great move for them, really smart for the platform, especially people like me. I like the DC animation films. I generally enjoy them across the board. There's maybe a few that I find boring. Uh, honestly, it wasn't too into Justice League Dark. There's a lot of good stuff there, but I'm always worried about going right out and buying the Blu-ray. I luckily... Having DC Universe got to see Death of Superman before buying it. I was just going to rush out and buy it, but I, I watched it on the streaming service. I loved it so much that the next week I, I ran out and got the Blu-ray. And that's already enough to convince me to get the Reign of the Superman Blu-ray. But I'm glad I'm going to get to watch it here on the streaming service first. And I feel like there's a lot of people who want to try out these uh, movies and are a little afraid to, and if they're a part of a streaming service that not only offers those things on the day they release, but also tons of other movies that you know and love, classic TV shows like comic books and all that, what better place for them to turn? What better reason for people to sign up than that? Uh, you get the whole package here, and I think that's just brilliant. Now, they need to start doing this with... Um, with movie releases as well like legitimate like when aquaman comes out on dvd that should be on the streaming service or at least like a two-month thing like you got two months to go out and buy it, and then we're gonna put it on the streaming service i don't know because maybe there's a lot of people who skipped it in theaters uh because they're like mm, dceu i don't know and they'll check it out on there and then maybe they'll go out and buy it i don't know but if that's not enough to get you excited, let me tell you about some of the upcoming DC animated film projects from this year. Not only do we have Reign of the Superman, 
But we've got Justice League versus The Fatal Five, which I believe there is a trailer out for that right now. Batman Hush, which I am thoroughly excited about. And a very interesting one called uh, Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Now, I can't remember the exact story, but I do remember reading the synopsis for this and being like, okay, all right, I'll, I'll sign up for that. Uh, so there's still a lot of stuff coming just this year that you can look forward to releasing on this streaming service. Guys, honestly, I've been there since day one. I have never had a huge problem with it. I think maybe some of the organization could be better, but I'm very pedantic about that stuff just in my personal life, so that may just be me. If you dig comics, and I hope you do if you're listening to this, if you dig DC superhero shows and movies... Uh, if you dig these anime things, sign up, and uh, here's that's just one more reason. And speaking of reasons to love DC, this next news story I'm so excited about. Uh, it looks like there's a book that got revealed uh, in DC's advanced solicitations for March 2019. Uh, a pretty interesting new Vertigo book uh, called Second Coming. And I, I'm hoping your mind is going where I think it is. And uh, I got a synopsis here for you in case, in case, in case that's not clear enough. So the synopsis for this thing is: Witness the return of Jesus Christ as He is sent on a most holy mission by God to learn what it takes to be a true Messiah of mankind by becoming roommates with the world's favorite Savior, an all-powerful superhero Sun Man, the last son of Crispex. <laughs> but when Christ returns to Earth. He's shocked to discover what has become of his gospel, and now he aims to set the record straight. So, oh my god, sorry about that uh, sniffle there, but wow. Okay, first of all, obvious Superman uh, ripoff or, or uh, proxy, I don't know what you call that, but funny, funny fucking thing there. But even funnier than that, Jesus Christ is joining the DC Universe. As far as I know, the the Vertigo books are tied in to the main continuity, I want to say. Don't quote me on that, because they may just be a separate universe on their own. But still, still, that means even if he's not joining the main Earth of DC, uh, the DC Universe, he's at least joining the multiverse, and that's good enough. That's good enough for me. Uh, I I love this. And not to get too religious, because I personally believe, believe whatever you want. Believe whatever gives you faith, gives you hope, moves you forward in this world. As long as you're not hurting someone, it's fine. Whatever. Uh, it's, it's fine with me. <laughs> Anyways. But I've always thought... Jesus Christ and and a lot of the lore in the Bible would make a great comic book, and they actually did make an action Bible, which is a comic book, a big graphic novel, uh, where they take quite a few liberties with some of the stories from the Bible, But and I've always wanted to read that. So now, my preferred go-to comic book universe, and I'm open opportunity to all of them, but I've been digging DC a lot for the last few years above everything else. Now Jesus is is a part of it, so I love this. I'm sorry if this story offended anyone or my gleeful uh, willingness to wholeheartedly accept this. 
Uh, if it does offend you, let me know why down in the comments below. Uh, I'm sure some uh, rubbed somebody the wrong way, so uh, let us know down in the comments below. I can't think of any better time to dip into the phone booth news than now. It's time for the news, the phone booth news. That's right, everyone. It's time for the phone booth news where I try to give you the news faster than Deadpool can save the day, which gives me three minutes, 45 seconds. I do not have any of my interns here, nobody to help me out on the time clock, so I'm going to be watching this myself. And, um... Just one moment here. We're going to go ahead and get started now. In comics news, the Image comic series Paper Girls from writer Brian K. Vaughn and artist Cliff Chiang is coming to an end this July with issue 30. And due to the events of Justice League No Justice and Heroes in Crisis, Green Arrow will be ending with issue 50. But writer Jackson Lensing confirmed on Twitter that DC has very wild plans for the character. While the PlayStation 4 Spider-Man uh, is getting his own six-issue series this March by writer Dennis Hopeless and artist Michelle uh, Bandolini. I hope I did that right. Anyways, in TV news, Stranger Things revealed its July 4th Season 3 release date with a poster containing the caption, One Summer Can Change Everything. According to The Hollywood Reporter, a Batwoman pilot has officially been ordered by the CW with Game of Thrones director David Nutter helming the episode. Another JSA member has been cast in the DC Universe's upcoming Stargirl series with Henry Thomas from The Haunting of Hill House being cast as Dr. Midnight. In movie news, an interview with director Joe Russo in Empire Magazine states, quote, There is a high probability that it that this movie will clock in at around three hours. It's a big movie with a lot of story, end quote, in regards to Avengers Endgame. Will Smith stated in a Facebook post in regards to the backlash to the recent Entertainment Weekly images of the genie from the upcoming live-action Aladdin film that he will be blue in the completed film and that he will be CGI for, the mo uh, for most of the movie. Sony Pictures revealed that Danny DeVito will be joining the cast of the next chapter in the Jumanji franchise this Christmas, but no other details were given. In an interview with Fandango, M. Night Shyamalan revealed that Glass, the sequel to 2000's Unbreakable and 2016's Split, will utilize unseen footage from Unbreakable. In other news, Jason David Frank, a.k.a. Tommy Oliver of the Power Rangers franchise, is making his wrestling debut later this year in a match for Laredo Wrestling Alliance in a match against Studtacular. The FBI visited the home of she cr uh, creator Billy Tucci over an alleged death threat directed towards him on Twitter. While details are still unknown, the FBI's show of interest suggests the matter is more serious than your garden variety Twitter hate. We'll keep you updated. And that is the news. Sorry I messed up so much there, guys, but I came in under the wire. I came in at 2 minutes, 38 seconds. That's a lot of news to fit into 2 minutes. Two and a half minutes, really. But that is going to, unfortunately, lead us into the more somber segment of our show, guys. Every now and then, a legend is brought into this world. But before they can become that legend, they have to pass through this mortal coil and become fallen heroes. Today, we talk about Mean Gene Okerlund, who was given his nickname by the sports star turned former Minnesota governor, Jesse the Body Ventura. 
He got his start in broadcasting at Omaha radio station KOIL before moving to Minneapolis, where he would go on to work for a local TV station. Segwaying to wrestling in 1970, he served as a fill-in announcer for Marty O'Neill in the AWA before becoming O'Neill's permanent replacement, but would leave in 1983 to join the World Wrestling Federation, later renamed WWE, where he conducted iconic interviews with such stars as Hulk Hogan, Macho Man Randy Savage, The Ultimate Warrior, and so many more, as well as hosting a variety of WWF shows on into the early 90s. In 1993, he moved on to WCW for a few years, but would return to WWE in 2001 to serve as a commentator on the Gimmick Battle Royale at WrestleMania 17, alongside longtime on-screen rival and real-life friend Bobby the Brain Heenan. And in 2006, he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame by none other than Hulk Hogan himself. In the years to follow, Mean Gene would host do commentary, and fill in a variety of roles for the WWE, including returning to Raw for its 25th anniversary in January of 2018 to interview then-WWE champion AJ Styles. On January 2nd, WWE revealed the news of Okerlund's death at the age of 76. But, bringing the mood back up, Guys, it's time for us to get caught up. Uh, I've been doing my best to get caught up on comic books recently. Uh, I just read uh, issue one of Punisher, the newest issue one that came out. And I know that means I'm like nine or ten issues behind at this point. But, man, it was really cool. God, this is... I thought things would go downhill after the uh, the War Machine, Punisher War Machine uh, arc. But yeah, I, I get the feeling this is going to keep stride and, and keep entertaining me. Uh, Young Justice Season 3 just came out, and I failed to kind of get caught up on Young Justice before that happened. But, but, I, uh, I have started watching it again. Uh, I'm starting to think I never made it into Season 2. Uh, before I was pretty sure I had watched both seasons before and just didn't enjoy it, but I I guess I only made it into season one because uh, I I looked ahead to see what kind of uh, episodes were coming up and their characters I'm not familiar with seeing in the show. But that being said, I know I've stated on this show before that like meh, Young Justice was always like I don't know something always rubbed me the wrong way. I can't tell you what it was, but I've been enjoying it so far. I'm about eight episodes into season one. Uh, I and keep in mind I just started watching this weekend, uh, but it is cool. I'm I'm having a good time with it. I can't wait to get to season three. Uh, outsiders and I noticed something else I I didn't know they were going to be doing this I thought they were going to go week to week with releasing the episodes but it looks like Young Justice Outsiders the first three episodes are up on DC Universe now and then it said six when I looked at this it said six days until uh, the next three come out so I guess they're dropping this in three episode chunks really cool idea especially with them having 26 episodes in this uh, upcoming season uh, so yeah I'm I'm looking forward to that I'm getting caught up on that uh, let's see I've been getting caught up on some podcasts I'm always like a month behind on those 
I watched Aquaman, but we're not going to do a full-on review in this episode. In fact, you're going to get a special episode this Friday, which is our Aquaman review. I can't remember right now off the top of my head who all was there, but I'm pretty sure it's full cast. You might be seeing Boba Fett and James Raymond Odell, uh, Alpha Spectre. Or uh, just two of us. Fuck, why can't I remember that? Because we drank a lot that night. We got to not do that. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's that's basically been it, guys. I've been uh, watching shows. I didn't realize that I hadn't finished Daredevil <laughs> Season 3. And so I'm like two episodes away from finishing that. I started House of Cards again. And, uh, man, I'm just not digging this last season. But I guess I'll finish it. I made it this far. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing uh, other than living the life and doing the things. Uh, Let me know what you guys have been getting caught up on. That might be fun. Uh, Maybe I'll read some of it off. Uh, Things you've been reading, things you've been digging, things you read or watched or listened to that you didn't dig. Throw it down in the comments below, and I'll bring it up on the next episode. Let's get you guys involved with this show, because, I mean, shit, I can't carry this whole thing. You heard how this episode went. But if you did like this episode, like it. Subscribe if you loved it. You're checking this out somewhere while here. Why not like, comment, and share your thoughts on any of today's stories? And while you're sharing things, go ahead and share this episode. It's the best way to get us out in front of people. And hit that bell on YouTube if you want to know when the newest episodes are up. Like our nerd news page, Sort of My Comics, on Facebook, and follow Sort of My Podcast on Instagram. Check out Subject to Change Entertainment on Facebook and Twitter, and all of our personal social media is down in the description below. Once again, guys, my name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, and I'm going to share that badass outro music.